This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Presentation is everything. If you walk into a fly shop looking to buy a new pair of waders, you'll see them prominently displayed, maybe even on a mannequin that has a perfect physique. Just like you and me, Steve. Uh, Exactly. Or if you look at pictures of the waders in a catalog or online, you'll see them worn by a model who has probably never touched a fly rod in his or her life, but uh, looks like Matt Damon or Kim Kardashian. Again, I don't know why the phone is not ringing. (laughs) That's right. I know. (laughs) Especially at midlife. Yeah, we're available. To model all these uh, great waiters. By the way, I was fly fishing just recently out with my brother, and we ran across two fly fishers, uh, elderly gentlemen. I need to be careful because I'm mm-hmm. now in my almost mid-50s. And um, and they looked like Sims models. They wow. had every piece of expensive gear that you could imagine. But anyway, I uh, I digress. Well, yeah, they, they could sell it, couldn't they? And they that, really that's, could. That's I a, can't. Yeah, that's a, what manufacturers are looking for. You you need the right presentation. It's all about presentation. That's what gets you to buy. And really the same is true of fly fishing. You can have the best fly pattern in the world, the perfect imitation, but if you don't present it right, the trout aren't going to bite. I remember learning this almost from the very first cast. Do you remember Big Spring Creek in Lewistown, Montana? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. There was Mm -hmm. this run that came out of uh, or flowed under a bridge that the highway crossed. Mm -hmm. And when I first learned, there was this gorgeous run, and you could see the pot of fish in there. And I swear I never caught a one of them. Yeah. And um, and in that case, it would have been my presentation. Yep, that's true. Um, and maybe it was because I walked up to the uh, run as well. But I don't think I ever caught it. I probably fished there 10, 15 times and never caught a fish. Yeah. You're right. Presentation is everything. So, Dave, if you're new to fly fishing or even if you've been at it a while, what are some ways that you can improve your presentation? Well, the first thing is to cast upstream at a 45 degree angle. If you are a veteran fly fisher, uh, this is not for you. But if you're new to fly fishing or have been out a few times and uh, are struggling to catch fish, um, you can focus on some of these more uh, details and technical aspects of it of casting to, to improve your presentation. So what this does simply is it puts you behind the fish that you're trying to catch. So yeah. you are behind the fish. Right. Yeah. They're looking. Trying. Yeah. They're looking upstream. Yes. Aren't they? They're looking so upstream. You are too, but you're behind them. That's On right. rare occasions, you can approach a run from upstream, but more stealth is required. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, we were fishing the East Gallatin with a friend. Uh, remember we got on that rancher's right. land? Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was showing us um, a technique to dead drift. Uh, we were fishing trichos, I think. Right. Or was yep. it PMDs? No, I don't remember. Little trichos that Little morning. trichos, yeah. yeah. But he showed a technique that, you know, if you are upstream from the fish, um, how, to, how to do a better dead drift. But generally, you're behind the fish and you're casting upstream at a 45 degree angle. Right, absolutely. And I've a few times, like you say, I've I've used streamers when I've been uh, 
you know, up stream or upriver from the fish, and I've I've cast down, and then I just strip that thing uh, towards me. But yeah, you're you're usually trying to be behind them. And the important point in this moment, in terms of presentation, is where you point your rod tip is where the line and the fly will go. <laughs> exactly. So take aim. Yep, exactly. I, I know that seems so patently obvious, but I'm amazed how I have to remind myself when I start to get frustrated, especially when you're fishing into wind, you have to figure out different methods. But where you point that rod tip typically is is going to be where you land that fly. Yeah, that's so important. But here's another tip, and that is cast your line so that it lands softly. Uh, if you want to have a good presentation, uh, your line needs to land softly. Well, there are some exceptions to that. Yeah, there are. <laughs> yeah, if you're fishing hoppers or you're fishing nymphs or streamers on a deep run, it really doesn't matter uh, because on that deep run, they're not going to be spooked. And, and even with hoppers, you you want that that effect of a hopper plopping in the But you the, still the don't pool. want your line slapping yeah, exactly. That's a great point. So the way to get your line to land softly is to do what is called checking your cast. So when, when you cast, uh, you're, you're casting forward and your line is, is going out. What you want to do is you want to pull back slightly once your line is almost unfurled. So you, your hand's out there and you just pull it back. You, you stop the forward movement of your line a little harder than normal, even, even snapping your wrist back slightly not you know not too dramatically and best thing to do is to practice this but but you cast out your your rod tips pointed forward then just pull it back slightly with just a little tug and that will stop the forward momentum of the line and and it will fall softly like a a snowflake to the surface. I recently watched a couple Joan Wolf videos on the Winston website. I think uh, you may have even actually posted that on Twitter. She is so good. Oh my goodness. And to watch her lay down a fly, it's just perfect but she does that little check with her hand and Mm -hmm. it does fall gently like a snowflake on the on the on the pond Uh, and you have to do that in places where the current is slight or uh, it's just high visibility. Uh, a couple times I've gotten to fish Nelson Spring Creek in uh, Paradise Valley, south of Livingston, Montana, and I have a uh, actually worked for uh, the the Nelsons uh, years and years ago. But I uh, have a friend who works on their ranch, and uh, some of the times when he's gotten on, he's uh, let me come fish with him for free, which is nice. But uh, I'll tell you what, that that Spring Creek is so crystal clear and it's not really deep and you're using size 20 betas flies and and you really have to be delicate and so that's that's been helpful. Uh, the the ones I've caught, I know that have been due to uh, a very delicate cast. Well, our third suggestion is designed to minimize drag, and that's one of a fly fisher's greatest enemies. If your dry fly is getting dragged through the water so that it looks like a water skier, uh, no trout is going to take it. Sorry, it just won't. And if your nymph is not drifting naturally, but it's moving at a faster rate of speed than the natural flow of the current, the trout are going to ignore it or flee. So what do you do, Dave, to minimize that drag? Well, it's all about mending your line. The whole goal is a dead drift. So the moment you cast uh, your line, you have to begin mending your line. And what does that mean? Well, by this, we mean that as the fly drifts, that the line that is in the water should have a C-shape 
when it's on the water in front of you. So if you remember, you have pockets of fast water and slower water in front of you. You have both, especially on the Madison. Holy yeah. cow. Oh, yeah. It feels like if you're casting out 40 to 50 feet, it feels like every 10 feet there's a different rate of water and it's really miserable. Yeah, and I not think even that far. Line. Sometimes it's it seems like it's every foot. You it's, do have a little bit different rate of water. And that makes sense. I mean, if, if anybody looks at a river, you see there's rocks and you you see you know the river takes twists and turns and so you just have these different uh, uh, pockets of current that are flowing at different speeds so if you're looking at your line which is out in front of you and it's a straight line uh, the middle section might be in a faster current than the end of your leader where your fly is and that's where you get drag so when you look at your line if the current is moving from let's say left to right your line should look like the letter C yeah that's helpful that's a good analogy. The way you get your line this way is to mend it. That is, you draw a letter C with your hand and wrist when your line is in the water, even while it's still in the air. This is important for both dry fly fishing and nymphing. And I, I found, I, you know, for years I would just do, uh, I would just mend while uh, my flies in the water. The challenge is with dry flies, though, uh, it's it's hard not to disturb the fly. You really have to be good at doing that so that that your, you know, the, the middle part of your line is making that letter C while your fly staying put. So that's why I, I like to try to do it in the air and I'm getting better at that I, I have a ways to go but you know you, you cast it out there and, and about the time you 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 move your wrist forward and your rod tip goes forward right at that point then you just make that little letter C and and it does it for you in the air Gary Borger calls it the C loop yeah that's right yep. he does well, here's another one. Uh, let wet flies and streamers swing around at the end of the drift. Uh, we, we've kind of touched on uh, everything up to this point. Uh, you, you're, you're casting, you're you're casting upstream at a 45 degree angle, and, and you're trying to let your line land softly, and then you're mending it. But uh, don't forget, when you get to the end of the drift, sometimes it's easy just to haul it in too quickly. And it's important to let those wet flies or streamers swing around at the end of their drift. And, and they will do that naturally. So in other words, they, they kind of get to the end of the line and uh, you know, there's nowhere else to go. And so the current catches it and they kind of swing around. And I've had several times where that's the point at which the trout take it. I remember once on the Gallatin River when I caught several trout right at the end of the drift. Uh, the, the nymph came to the end of the run and it started starts to swing to the side and and maybe even up so it looks like it's uh, it's an emerging insect and bam that's when the trout hit it i can't believe how many fish uh, on the madison in the spring when we're fishing for spawners um, you know, when we're fishing, usually an egg pattern. Yeah. Are mm -hmm. we drop? What are we dropping? Usually a San yeah, Juan so or usually a little size eighteen red brassy or a little Dave's emerger. That's right. Yeah. And man, if you wait right at the end of the um, of the cast um, when it swings around to the end, and sometimes you even twitch it a little bit, man, you get uh, some nice, uh, nice hits off. Yeah, of that. you really do. Well, one final tip for improving your presentation. What would you say, Dave? Well, this. This is my big thing, partly because um, 
of what kind of fly fisher I am. Um, distance is overrated and line control is everything. Yeah, that's so true. And you really have to know your limits. Yep. And so um, one of the things I've had to compensate for through the years, I'm, I'm not tall, I don't have long arms. And so um, I've had to compensate because for line distance, simply by sneaking up to the runs, I make a little bit shorter cast. Uh, one of the things I'm really committed to is, is, is line control and knowing what my limits are. I remember years ago, when um, I was hunting pheasants, and I remember um, just my hit rate wasn't very good. And I, I, somebody told me, Dave, why don't you just not shoot as quickly? Instead of trying to get off three shells if you miss a bird, why don't you just focus on that first one? And that actually allowed me to, um, I just disciplined myself to take more time with that first shot. And my hmm. percentages went up significantly. That Again, that's sense. about control. This, and the yeah. principle, I think, applies also to fly fishing and improving your presentation. So yeah. know your limits. Yeah. And it's this isn't a contest, right? Right. This isn't a fly fishing show where you could stand up there and see how far you can cast the fly. Um, this is really about presentation and making it perfect, um, as perfect as you can make it. Yeah, I'm always struck by how close uh, some of the fish are that, that we catch. I remember uh, fishing the East Gallatin River one fall. It was in a September, beautiful September day, a little bit of moisture in the air, and uh, that the fish were rising, I mean, literally six feet in front of me. And and there was really nowhere else to, to back up and and to, to fish from and and I I didn't have to make long casts. In fact, I was reading recently. Gary Borger uh, says that on the Madison, the Upper Madison River, he likes to uh, he often uses a three weight rod uh, really? for dry flies. But he says I just limit myself to short distances. He says that the fish are, are close by, and so yeah, that's to your point, Dave. Distance is really overrated. Huh. Uh, line control is everything. Well, it's time now for great stuff from our listeners. We enjoy reading your comments, your questions, and stories. Today's item comes from Glenn Zarboni, who guides in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State. He says, hoppers are great in the Adirondacks. Late July and August are when those types of patterns really do well. I have always been productive with them in sunny or cloudy weather. Rain, however, not so much. And, and this is the comment that I thought was, uh, was, was really interesting. He says, I have found that skating the hoppers is the most effective method for bringing in the big boys. Yes, twitching, uh, twitching them on the surface uh, is all about presentation. And um, it's amazing when they come up and hit those hoppers. In a recent episode, um, we talked about that. It's not so much presentation at that point. Obviously, your line still doesn't, you know, it still needs to be presented well. But twitching them, skating them, um, having them actually slap on the water really is, is wonderful for catching uh, fish on hoppers. Well, that'll do it for today. What tips do you have for improving your presentation? Please tell us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. That's twoguysinariver.com. How can you improve your presentation of the fly you're using to entice trout? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed on your mobile phone or tablet. Each week, we publish a new episode of the podcast and a new article. Many listeners to Two Guys Podcasts use 
podcasts as their mobile app for the podcast, and you can find podcasts in your app store. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Mm-hmm.